not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture films and TV shows. I am your host, literally host body, Chris, and with me, as always, is my symbiote co-host, but what if he was also from a parallel universe? It's Sam. Uh, uh, I'm just having problems just uh, achieving symbiosis, Chris. You'll have to give me a minute. (laughs) It's all right, mate. Every man gets it, you know. There's a little (laughs) blue pill out there for you. It happens to everybody. Well, that took a big turn. Uh, Yeah, we're uh, we're talking about uh, Venom, aren't we? Venom? Venom. Venom. (laughs) Yeah, because we haven't found time to die yet, but we will be finding time in the next week to die. Yeah. And then we'll have too much stuff to talk about, so why not talk about Venom this week? Get ready for Venom 2. There is an absolute shed load of cinema trips coming up because we've obviously not not found the time to die yet, like Chris has said, so... uh, We've got to do that. And then after we found time to die, maybe we have to go on a holiday, you know, maybe some sand dunes or whatever, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. And before that, there's there's time for carnage as well. There will definitely be carnage. I think um, carnage is going to be after we found time to die, I think. Yeah, it's after we find time to die, but it's before our holiday oh, to the sand dunes oh, of, of wherever that planet is. You know what, Chris? This is why you're in charge of the itinerary, because I wouldn't have a chance. (laughs) Anyway, we should probably get on with the episode. Uh, Usually, we would talk about what we've been watching this week, but we had a little chat before the episode, didn't we, and realised that we've not actually watched much other than what we were about to talk about. So um, that's probably going to get a skippery dude straight over. Uh, And we're going to move straight into some of the news from this week, Chris. I believe you've got a couple of stories, haven't you? We are doing newsy news first. Yes, we have got stories. Uh, the first bit of news. Are you a fan of the peakiest of blinders, Sam? Uh, questionable. Classic peaky blinders. I thought it was a chuffing good show. I didn't realise there was six series. I thought I had watched them all. Maybe I've missed one. Um, I do think <laughs> it's a good show. I think it's a good show, don't get me wrong. But I think maybe it didn't start... Well, it didn't end as great as what it finished. Didn't end as well as it finished. Didn't end as well as it started? Uh, that's what I meant. <laughs> Brilliant. 10 out of 10. Yep. Anyway, um, there is a film coming to wrap up the entire story. Uh, I thought this was about to start production like this year, but apparently not. Apparently it's going to wrap up after season six and it's going to begin filming in 2023, says the original show creator. Which I didn't realise the other stuff that he's been doing. And like, he has done some, he's done some decent stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you're a big fan of Peaky Blinders, if you're one of those people over the age of 40 in the UK right now where Peaky Blinders is your entire personality, I bet you're buzzing for it like one of my uncles. (laughs) (laughs) You know those people, it's like the Harry Potter fans, but they're like over the age of 40, so the Peaky Blinders fans. And you have like, your profile picture is in that Peaky Blinders bar in Manchester or wherever, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. They all started wearing tweed over the last couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) And they've all got hats. Yeah, black hats are a thing now, aren't they? Yeah. 
Um, one other bit of like show-related news before I move on to movies, really, is there's a Blade Runner animated show coming out, which I didn't even know was in production. Uh, Black, uh, Blade Runner Black Lotus, which also, as a Magic the Gathering fan, we appreciate the reference. Mm. Um, this is a Crunchyroll original, so let's hope it's much better than all the other Crunchyroll originals, but this is going to be airing on Adult Swim in America. Okay. I believe it's just going to be coming to Crunchyroll in the rest of the world. Interesting. Um, it's set in 2032, so I believe that is between... Yeah, it's between the two films, because the first one's set in 2019, and the second one is obviously 2049. Exactly 17 years before the second film. It is. Um, so you'd have, like, a middle-aged... Uh, well, actually, no, you wouldn't have a middle-aged... No, no. Middle aged Deckard. Yeah, you would. No, you wouldn't have a middle aged um um Ryan Gosling though. No, because he he's... it would have been earlier. But yeah. how long has he been in um how long has he been alive for? When was he programmed? I don't Ryan, know. Ryan Gosling? Ryan Gosling's the actor? No, no the... I mean the the character of K. When when was he put into production? Oh, I don't know. Either way. Uh, the animated show starts on Saturday, November 13th, airing at midnight, apparently. Okay, it's a strange... Well, that's a bit weird, because usually streaming services do, like... Like, they're the country-appropriate, aren't they? So they usually come on at, like, 9 o'clock in the re- respective countries. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's something to do with the fact that it's airing on Adult Swim in America and it's coming to Crunchyroll. I'm mm. not entirely sure if that's what's happening there. A midnight um, showing... Crunchyroll- Right in your living room. Imagine. Well, well, well. <laughs> well. we finally made it. it. <laughs> Do you want to keep it Harrison Ford related? Go on, oh, go on. The then. segue. The segue. Is there a new Blade Star Runner Wars to coming Indiana out? Jones? Zombie Star Wars. No. Harrison. Indiana Jones. Han Solo is alive. He's alive all this time. He <laughs> he fell to the it, bottom of the pit. We're and... finally going to get a sequel to Solo because they were meant to make three, but the first one was hated, so they're only doing one. You know what? Though? Anyway, I don't think I would have mind a sequel for it now. I we think... all know you love Solo. You're, oh, yeah. you're a big old Solo fan. You, I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised by Solo upon my rewatch, and you know, hate me for it, but I, I think it sits above, say, like Attack of the Clones. Definitely, I know a lot of people put it below Attack of the Clones. People absolutely hate it. I'd say it's above it, to be fair. Samuel Jackson decapitating Django Fett or Han Solo being a slog for the last two-thirds of the movie? Uh, Okay, (laughs) let's reword that. Samuel L. Jackson decapitating Django Fett or the Kessel Run? The Kessel Run was probably the weakest part of that film. Well, I know, but as a Star Wars fan, you wouldn't say no to the Kessel Run, though, would you? Uh, If it was good, I wouldn't. Anyway, (laughs) on to Indiana Jones 5. Um, Harrison Ford, who by the way is seventy nine, is is back. He's back in Indiana Jonesier than ever. He's, he's wearing his his brown leather jacket and he's very old. He's not getting those doors closed on him anymore. No, sir. <laughs> he's not dropping anything on his foot, halting production. For and he's not dropping himself out the sky in his airplane anymore. <laughs> no, sir. I mean, we don't know. There's definitely going to be a set piece. It, I would find it hilarious if they crashed a plane in reference to Harrison Ford's real life. Oh Indiana Jones just crashes a plane <laughs> onto a golf course. Yeah, literally. <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, we've got some set photos of him looking very Indiana Jones. He's not got a hat, but do you know who has got a hat? 
It's a it's pretty mental Mickelson himself. He's the <laughs> Mads Mickelson. He's gone mad again. He's he's dressed all in grey, full grey suit. He's got some long wavy grey hair and also a, a little uh, little hair clip. A Looks like a little girl clip. on her first day of school with a little yellow hair clipping. <laughs> my name's Mads Mickelson and I'm going to my first day of school. Oh, you look lovely, Mads, honey. There's a little clip here. <laughs> Let's get a photo outside the school gates. <laughs> Oh, there's some more. There's some more photos appearing now. Look at this. Is it a it's variety just of Ford. hair clips? No, it's just more ones of Harrison Ford looking more and more pissed off being on set. <laughs> now he's sitting down. He's chugging out of his blue reusable water bottle. Reusable water bottles, people. Um, I'm, I'm scrolling. His, They're taking a while to it. load in. You know what? From this film, you know when you see the uh, the credits and it's like assistant to Harrison Ford. It's like this person <laughs> deserves a round of applause. Look, just look at how look at how content he is. <laughs> Everybody but uh, Harrison Ford is wearing a mask, probably because he's literally about to shoot, so he can't be wearing a mask. Um, Yep, it's just a million photos of Harrison Ford in the street. But Mads Mikkelsen, right, do you want to go into some, like, deep rumour thing here? He's definitely the villain, right? Um, maybe. Or maybe he's a recasting of one of his friends from an earlier film. I can't remember the name of the character, but there's someone who looks quite similar to him and wears a very similar hat and grey suit in one of the earlier films. Okay. So maybe he's playing a version of that, or I would hope he's the villain, because he plays an absolutely brilliant villain. Yeah, of course. Do you want me to just start some rumour randomly and see if it gets us trending? Oh, wow, imagine. <laughs> so Mads Mikkelsen is on the back of like a golf cart, a cart like going to set, and he's reading a Jack Reacher Lee Childs novel. Either he's a massive fan of Lee Childs, or what do we reckon we're getting a third Jack Reacher film, which I think we heard a while ago was going to happen. What if we got Mads Mikkelsen and Jack Reacher across from Tom Cruise? Just I saying. Mean, I mean, just why, saying. why would he... Why would he... <laughs> Right. He's reading the book, he's researching the character, isn't he? I mean, he could be, or he could be having some downtime on set, couldn't he? <laughs> this is why it's some mad rumour, Sam. You're meant oh, to go yeah. with it so Sorry, that we get yeah. into, so we... we get picked up by I've got it covered.com. <laughs> the most reliable news source of them all. <laughs> or Giant Frickin' Robot or whatever that website is. By that, by that account, then, that should mean that Henry Cavill is starring in some fucking mad Warhammer series or something. <laughs> I mean, he's always reading I, I, I want a, a hardcore fan to make a list of which episode Sam has mentioned Henry Cavill and his <laughs> obsession for Warhammer in it. Because <laughs> I think you've talked more about um, Henry Cavill loving Warhammer than I have anime on this podcast. Because that, that's a super cut waiting to happen, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it is. Every time Sam mentions Henry Cavill and his love for thingy. Anyway, <laughs> well, shall we go on to some some James Bond news for people who have found time to die? Has, has James found times to die? Has he? he found time to die last week, yeah. It finally came out, finally finally died. And we talked about the British box office numbers. But we've also had reports that the opening... Uh, preview opening night. Holy shit. Opening night in America, it earned $6.3 million. $6.3 million in America in for a James Bond night, film? In one night. That's not even opening weekend box office. Opening that, night. That is actually pretty impressive for a James Bond movie in America, though. It is. It, well, it's just impressive for a movie that's been pushed back over a year, and I feel like we've already seen it in all the trailers. But, <laughs> I mean, I guess, though, if you have had that much thing of building a film, then I guess people would be pretty 
thingy to watch it, won't they? Like, it's like, oh, that film is finally out. Let's go see it. Yeah. Um, it's got a projective opening. Once it finished opening in all its 54 markets um, of $112.9 million, which is really good. I don't think that's enough to earn back its budget yet, but that's only opening weekend projections, you know what I mean? So... So keep an ear out, see what it does once it's open everywhere. It's currently uh, It's currently number 24 in the worldwide box office for the year. So opening weekend box office figures, it's 24th overall. That's pretty crazy. I couldn't get my head around those words for a second. <laughs> <laughs> also, keeping it James Bond, uh, Denis Villeneuve, um, world-famous director, Denis says... Villeneuve. Yeah, the 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 one that the one that's just done Dooney Juni Juni. Um Juni villain you. He has said that he wants to make a James Bond film. He would and he would be very much a great James Bond director. Wouldn't he just he, when he we get the reboot would. with the next Bond? Yeah. Sure thing. Like um what's his name? Sam Mendes has been doing great. Uh, is it Sam Mendes or is that the singer? No, no Sam Mendes is the director. Who's the Mendes? Shaw Mendes. Okay, <laughs> I was just making sure I didn't get them mixed up. <laughs> Sam Mendes, the director, has been doing well with James Bond. Um, but I think if you're getting a new Bond, maybe change up the style. Get Denis Villeneuve in there. Villeneuve, however you say his name. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I yeah. agree. I think that if you're going to change Bond after so long, I think that you uh, you definitely switch up the director a little bit. Indeed, indeed, uh, indeed. Shall we? Shall we skirt over to the wacky world of Marvel news? Because I feel like we don't get that much Star Wars news anymore, and we get a ton of Marvel news every week now. Yeah, the, the Marvel news has definitely replaced the Star Wars news. Do you remember the, when there was a week? No, there wasn't a week. It was like a. It was like six months when all we talked was Star Wars every single it was week. So much. It was a lot of Star Wars stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. So the first little bit that we've got the official Marvel India Marvel Studios India Twitter account official. tweeted out the India release slate for the next six Marvel movies. Now, this all looks well and good. Uh, you tell me what the outlier is here and why it sticks out so much. So we got Eternals on November 5th, 2021. Doctor Strange on March 25th, 2022. We've got Thor Love and Thunder on May 6th, 2022. We've got Wakanda Forever on July 8th, 2022. We've got Blade on October 7th, 2022. And The Marvels on November 11th, 2022. Um, Which one's the outlier there? I mean, I didn't hear No Way Home, but is that because it's a Sony release? Uh, possibly. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Was it? I, I couldn't quite pick out there. It was just a lot. Uh, of it's names the fact in. that Blade is coming out in less than a year, and nothing is anywhere near production with this film. And also, Kevin Feige said this wasn't coming out until twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four at the earliest. Yeah, because you but think we would have Marvel seen India is saying it's coming out like. in less than a year. Mm. Like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did Marvel India just like drop a big bombshell that, like, apparently, like for Blade to come out in less than a year, it's got to have started production already for a Marvel feature. Maybe they got and confused definitely not. with the. Uh, maybe there's a maybe there's a trailer coming out then. Maybe not the movie. 
What do you reckon? I mean, that's a that's a blunder of a thing to do, though, isn't it? And it would be coming out before things that are already in production. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, Marvel weird. India have either just spoiled like a big plot twist, or they do be lying to us all. I think maybe Marvel <laughs> India, maybe because it's, it's they're like the kind of sub-official Twitters, aren't they? They're like you have your Marvel Twitter, yeah, and then you'll have your Marvel. UK checkmark on Twitter though. It's got Twitter a checkmark, but I mean, Twitter I've verified. also seen some pretty questionable stuff with checkmarks on Twitter. Yeah. Um, do you know what it might have been mixed up with? Might have got mixed up with Moon Knight because we have um, got confirmation from Kevin Feige himself that Moon Knight has wrapped production. Hmm. They've done well to keep that under wraps, to be honest with you, because we've seen that we've seen that behind the scenes photo. Um, where like where Moon Knight was very much under wraps, you could say. Because well, you know, he's like a mummy. He's in like a mummy outfit, isn't he? So he's like, he's like all oh, bloody wrapped up, isn't he? <laughs> anyway, I mean, yeah, I mean, considering how much stuff can, you know, leak culture now, let's call it. Spoiler culture is a thing, isn't it? So yeah. uh, considering the only thing we saw was that, like, what looked like maybe something from the editing room of uh, of Oscar Isaac Moon Knight costume. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously a couple of shots of Ethan Hawke, like when they're on the way back and to from the production set. We've not really seen much from this. No, it feels like it. it um, its production was very quick as well. What I feel compared mm-hmm. to like One Division and stuff like that. Mm, yeah, I, I know One Division was doing it a lot more in like. Well, when did they start production? Yeah, so One Division and stuff was happening a bit more inside of the pandemic, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, in the the hardest parts of the pandemic. So I kind of get that. Um, but this felt like it just began filming and ended filming in, like, two weeks. <laughs> um, but, you know. It's the bloody, it's the bloody volume, it. mate. The volume works wonders for everything, doesn't it? You don't have to worry about anyone coming and taking bloody photos of your set. You want to be in a dirty, destroyed toilet in a subway or something, wherever that photo of Moon Knight was. Don't worry, mate. Got you in the volume. You want to be a on a planet on the, on the other side of the multiverse? No problem. Get in the volume. Want to be in the you desert be- in the Sahara? Pretend like you're in on Tatooine? No problem. Get in the volume. It's literally. <laughs> you want to be in Egypt? You know that real life place, Egypt, where you could go film? Nah, fuck it. Do it in the volume, mate. <laughs> like, but what I love about Marvel stuff, like when we watch Loki. You can just tell when something's volume, like when it's like this crazy set piece and it's like they're stood in the middle of this massive thing and it's like there's a couple of features around them, like, you know, there's maybe a little rock formation, maybe <laughs> yeah. a crash something or something. Whatever's within five foot of them. But then everything else is just dead vast and like open and you can't like just like kind of out of focus. It's like, yeah. oh, that's the fucking volume if I've ever do seen it. Do you want to make an office building in New York? Yes, okay, but it has to be big enough for the volume <laughs> but it has to be in the middle of the floor and you have to have like a couple of things around you but then the just rest a desk of it in a cabinet just... <laughs> yeah, just literally a cabinet and then just around you is just like a big array of more cabinets forever get it in the volume get it in the volume mate <laughs> um okay next bit of marvel news so obviously we've had the wrap-up of what if which we are going to get onto in just a couple minutes time but uh, the director, Brian Andrews, of What If, has said that they were planning a Star-Lord to Charla spin-off show. Oh, which right, okay. is really sad to hear, but also that was nice that they had enough faith in like that episode and 
Chadwick Boseman just being amazing as T'Challa that people would watch him in anything. So they were planning on spinning that off, which makes me think that more of these shows might spin off into other things. Um, I thought maybe uh, Captain Carter won, but she apparently is going to be a big focus of the second season, which we also had confirmation is coming. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes, Captain Carter, what if is pretty much going to be her show, but they would have spun off some other things. Nice. Which is very interesting. Also, speaking of spin-offs in the Marvel world, um, Catherine Hahn has signed on to a multi-picture deal. Uh, is it still called a multi-picture deal when half of it's going to be Disney Plus shows? <laughs> it's a show, it's not a picture, you know what I mean? But I'm going to call it a multi-picture deal. It's a multi-episode uh, deal. Yes. One of them, including multiple films, one of them includes a WandaVision spin-off focused around Agatha because she was so well-received. Oh, okay, okay. So is it prequel like, is maybe it, or is it confirmed live action or is it animated? Oh, we no, I don't know about that. They didn't say. Um, they didn't say, but I I would assume live action. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be annoyed if it's a prequel either. You know, her with the coven of witches and how she became such a powerful witch and all that sort of stuff. Learning the mythos of the Scarlet Witch and trying to become the Scarlet Witch before she finds out about. Um, Wanda Maximoff, all that mm. sort of stuff. Wouldn't be mad at that. But also, she is signed on to multiple pictures, so maybe a multiverse of madness. Mm. Maybe, maybe a a a Wanda Scarlet Witch movie, Wanda and Vision movie. Maybe, maybe a, a what if? Maybe, maybe a what if? Maybe indeed. a what if season two? Maybe they have said in season two of what if they are going to focus a lot more around phase four stuff and stuff that obviously they couldn't do because it would be a lot of spoilers and featuring some of the Disney Plus stuff, which they didn't know when it was going to sort of come out, because What If has been in production the same amount of time as WandaVision and stuff. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. We also, changing over from Marvel now uh, to DC, we've had our first looks at DC's Peacemaker. Um, We we have some screenshots um, a couple weeks ago, which we didn't mention. Uh, uh, We see the Peacemaker Mobile, I'm going to call it. (laughs) The uh, the Stars and Stripes riddles, like Camaro or something. It's it's a fancy car. Yeah. Um, But now we have seen our first look at Vigilante, who is an anti-hero from the DC comic books. He was used briefly in uh, Arrow, but it turned out that Vigilante was a cover for a different villain i think it was prometheus mm-hmm. so this one it's looking very much like the newer version of vigilante he's got the the helmet with the red visor and the chevrons all over his costume and stuff basically he's very similar to peacemaker only without all the justice stuff he's like yeah i'm just going to kill bad people on the street and if a good person gets in the way that makes them bad so you're saying <laughs> that it's my favorite kind of tv show or movie where it's a hero versus another version of himself oh no it looks like they are actually teaming up they are stood side by side shooting people oh okay um, yeah. you know what i saw so, this but then i actually just mistaken it for a, a shot of him and bloodshot from uh, suicide squad <laughs> well when they first showed bloodshot i did think it was vigilante until they said that it was bloodshot and i was like okay okay hmm this looks like it's I, did, a fun I didn't know who Bloodshot was. This <laughs> definitely looks like it's a fun little uh, like uh, montage sequence here. Oh, have you got video there? No, no. I'm saying that it looks like it's a. It looks like it's going to be from uh, a fun little. Yeah. Oh, where they're just on. going around. 
murky yeah, bitches. No, there's loads of stuff that's the, from the trailer for uh, DC Fandom. Oh, yes, that is happening in the next couple weeks, I believe. I haven't actually checked out that stuff. I just keep seeing the data for it on Twitter, but I've not been watching the trailers for it. You've got a lot of CW stuff, but I think this the photos that you see in a vigilante is all from uh, the DC fandom trailer. It seems like the fandom, from what they've said on um, Twitter... Obviously, it's going to cover everything, including the comic books and stuff like that, but they've been really pushing the new games from the guys that made Arkham, you know, the the Suicide Squad, sorry. Yeah. Suicide Squad game, Black Adam, and Flash looks like the things that they're really going to be pushing, and I'm going to guess Peacemaker as well. Mm. Yeah, I'm just yeah. flicking through now. There's a, it, It's probably going to tease some bits of the Flash. There's the bat, a lot of uh, shots from the Batman in there. Zachary mm-hmm. Levi's in there. Piers Brosnan's in there. Oh, yeah, we'll probably see um, Shazam 2 stuff as well. Oh, there is a new Batman trailer coming on the 16th, so... That is the first day of fandom, I think. There you go. So there you go. We had the first trailer on the first day of fandom last year, and now we're getting the second trailer for it. Hopefully with a confirmed release date, because it keeps getting pushed back at the moment. Fingers crossed. It would be interesting to see more stuff from it as well, because that stuff, like, it looked really cool, but it was all very early stuff, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see some new shit. Mm. Okay. Is there much else news, or can we just move on to trailers now? Uh, no, it's just on to trailers now. We were just rambling about fandom. <laughs> okay, there's, like, a literally a handful of stuff, right? Not much. Yeah, there's literally two things. So, first one, coming to Netflix on October 22nd is Season 2 of Lock and Key. All the two, Season 2 on November 22nd. Uh, I really enjoyed the first season, and this one definitely looks like it's had a big bump in the old budget, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's definitely leaning into a few more of its horror themes. It's It was a little bit light on the horror in the first series, but this one looks like it's getting a little bit creepier. you got some giant spiders and stuff in there for Sam's pleasure. Um, mm. But like I said, looks like it got a big bump in the old budget. The, now make, the kids are making their own keys now, so we're going to have some crazy shenanigans going on in there. Um I reckon you should check out season one, Sam. I think you'll really enjoy season one. No, I just found it too slow. I think that was my problem. Oh, did you try it? I, I, I watched a couple. It. I watched like the first episode. I just couldn't really get into it. Okay. Well, I'll be watching season two anyway, so I'll give you a brief. Yeah, that was all right. Cool. <laughs> thing in what we've been watching when that finally comes out. And then but the, the main trailer, trailer. The other trailer is a uh, bigger, isn't it? So um, we, we probably uh, spoke about this quite a while ago. Um, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City where the grass is bloody and the girls are zombies and the zombies are freaky (laughs) (laughs) so this is coming out on November 24th in cinemas I thought this was a Netflix jobby but I think that was the animated film that came out not so long ago Mm. I think I just got mixed up in my own head because we had loads of Resident Evil news came out at once Yeah, Uh, is this the brother of Steve Amell in here as well it's uh, it's his cousin Robbie. It's his Amel. cousin, oh, sorry. It's like the bloody yeah. uh, what's that? What's that family called that's got all of them? Are, the 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 Skarsgårds. Yeah, yeah. It's like the bloody Skarsgårds. That everyone in that family is a bloody actor. Yeah. Well, you got the dad, and then you got his two sons, and I think his nephew. Yeah. I think. Uh, anyway, so welcome to Raccoon City. Looks like it's following a lot more closer to the first game, maybe a touch of the second game, because I can't remember which plot points happened in the first two. I know the first one is definitely inside the police station. And mm. I think the second one starts out in the police station and then goes to the mansion. It looks like we're getting both of those in here. Yeah. Um, 
it looks a lot more faithful story-wise to the games. Uh, Richard was watching this earlier and he wasn't so sure on the CGI in some of the earlier stuff, but I think it's just the same amount of CGI as we're getting in everything else. It's a pretty good uh, Chris um, Redfield, though. I would say it's a yeah. pretty good Chris Redfield. The liquors look really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With uh, the, a couple the brains of other poking out. decent like, uh, actors to note in this as well. you got oh, Don- yeah, yeah. Donald Logue, who was in uh, Blade, and he was also in Gotham. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then obviously you've got Neil McDonough who just stands out in anything that he's in because he's just It's very... those piercing blue eyes, those <laughs> piercing blue eyes. We were watching Suits and he was in there and every time he was on screen, Charlotte was like, I feel like his eyes are piercing me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wherever he's looking, it's like one of those paintings where you feel the eyes follow you around the room. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've also got... Um, I'm forgetting the names now. Have you got the IMDb up there? It looked like you had, sounded like you had it up. Uh, I do, yeah. Um, I don't know who you want me to mention. Uh, the girl who was in. Um, uh, How about I just was... say a bunch of actors and actresses, and you tell me? Yes. Oh, it's got uh, it's got Tom Hopper from uh, not yeah Tom Hopper who was in Umbrella Academy as Albert Wesker. Yes, it has yeah, the big yeah, monkey we, boy. Yeah, we uh, we reported on that a while ago, which is cool. Uh, uh, Hannah John, what is her surname? Carmen. Carmen. Yeah, she's in it. Um, and Kaya, oh, I'm going to butcher the surname. Kaya Scodelario. Scodelario. Scodella Delario. That that sounds closer. She was yeah. in Skins in the UK, and she was also in the Maze Runner movies. Yeah, she's a good Paris actress. Of the Caribbean. Yes, she was in probably the worst one, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. But Hannah John came in as well. She was in um, Ant-Man and the Wasp as Ghost. Yes. Cool. Yes. Right. Like, let's, so, uh, decent cast. Let's, yeah, it looks good, doesn't it? Let's move on to our main topic then. So let's first of all chat about What If, and then we'll move on and talk a little bit about Venom, because we rewatched that. So the the Venom... Oh, the worst, the worst song for the credits. Like, it's just, <laughs> why? Just because it recaps the film? It's no, just Eminem recapping the it's film. It's just such an annoying song. <laughs> Do you not think? Do you not think it's just like because it's like that. Mm, it's like that constant, <laughs> the constant sound of mm, all the big way drone. It. it sounds like static going on in another room. <laughs> You're gonna get 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 him. Venom's gonna get him. Yeah, it was anyway. definitely last minute. Somebody said to Eminem. Uh, do you want to make the Venom soundtrack? I was like, yeah, what happens in the film? I was like, yeah, sound. <laughs> give me give me that analysis and I'll just say that to a beat. <laughs> right, we're going we're gonna to drop into What If, because we've done first impressions on What If, so it's all going to be spoilers. Uh, and then Venom, I think we'll obviously talk spoilers straight away because it's been out for quite a while and obviously we're not going to spoil anything to do with Let There Be Carnage because we've not watched it yet and spoilers are all over the internet and they're hard to figure out, hard to avoid anyway. <laughs> So, right, let's, the, the main, I think the main episode we're going to talk about with What If is kind of wrapping up the season in general and kind of those last two episodes because they were yeah. probably like the biggest thing. And also another thing which was quite interesting, which you probably already knew of, looked into after you'd seen it anyway. So what was your overall feelings of uh, of What If then? Um, I... I did really enjoy it. It just didn't feel... I don't know. I kind of wasn't, 
like fully sold on the whole team up thing that we saw come in. You know what I mean? Yeah, you would have rather it have just been it's stayed an anthology. Stories, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's I I saw it come in and we did see snippets in the trailers and stuff, so I knew it was happening. It just felt a little bit shoehorned. You know what I mean? Well, that's it now because now when we get a season two, you're gonna just imagine you're just gonna just presume that they all team up at the end now, and it's kind of like yeah. It's not just these episodes which are within their own within their own rights kind of thing. So Yeah. I think the whole thing kind of it was really fun. You know what I mean? It was a fun ride and stuff, but some of the episodes felt a little bit lazy because they just retold the film but with one twist. Yeah. Like the Captain Carter one. Um I love that character, but the script was kind of lazy on it. Mm. And then like some of the other ones didn't quite land, like Party Thor and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and then it felt like they didn't wrap them all up in these last two episodes, considering like that was sort of like a wrap up episode. They didn't wrap them all up. Well, but then also these were apparently meant to be forty minutes long each, and they got cut down to like nineteen minutes. So I think that didn't help stuff. Apparently they had problems with COVID and the production and stuff. Yeah, well, let's quickly talk about the wrapping up of it because there was a glaring scene or a glaring part in the final one <laughs> where it was Gamora and Tony Stark and. A lot of people were like, wait, hang on, have I missed an episode or do I not remember watching this? And it's like, because it went back and obviously, you know, it, it pulled everyone from their their multiverses to yeah. then become the Guardians in the multiverse or whatever. But it was a that Gamora episode actually got cut um, originally because of COVID. So I don't know whether it's whoever was working on the uh, the story for that one or whoever or just apparently the, the it wasn't finished out. in time. It's it's been pushed to season two. It was like ninety percent there. So why didn't they just kind of push what if back a little bit? You know what I mean? Mm. To fit it in because that was like really jarring, especially considering we had the zombie episode, which was led by Spider Man. But then Spider Man, why wasn't he at all in the final one? Like we hardly got anything from the zombie episode in this final episode. It felt kind of weird that it felt really jarring. Like you said, it was just a glaring, we're missing an episode here. And also yeah. we had Lego sets for that episode, like that Hulkbuster Sakarian armor. Mm. You can buy a Lego set off. It was the first Lego set to come out. Yeah. It, that was such a jarring moment. Like I was watching it and I literally paused it and I was like, wait a second, have I missed some? And I literally went back through the episode list and I, and I actually thought I'd missed a week. And I was yeah. like, oh no, okay. I don't know why they pulled bloody um, Killmonger instead of Spider-Man. It just didn't, didn't make sense. Well, that was all the plan, wasn't it? We'll we'll get into this when we talk about spoilers, but that was all the plan. We're talking he about had to spoilers be there. right now. We're talking about spoilers. Okay, we're just going full spoilers, just full spoilers. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. that was the Watcher's plan, wasn't he? He said like he saw all of this coming. Like he needed the stone separated from the body. He needed Vision and Killmonger fighting over him to separate them long enough for then Doctor Strange to imprison them both. Mm. So that's that's why. Because I thought the same thing. I was like, you've literally got a villain on the team. He's definitely going to backstab everyone. And then he tried to like backstab everyone. Do you think that was clever, or do you think it was just like a twist for the sake of a twist? Um, I think it was a twist for the sake of a yeah. twist. I think it was just trying to tie that episode in. Um, I think they had an idea for a cool episode, and then they were like, okay, how do we tie this in at the end? Also, mm. Gamora is like one of the like featured characters on the poster. 
Like, and yeah, that's that's what was so confusing. Because just then delay even... the series a little bit and like drop like two episodes at once or something. Yeah, I mean that was what was so jarring about it because it was like, oh, there's that there's that thing, and she's going to have a big part, but she didn't even really have that much of a massive part to play. Like, obviously, no. she had the Infinity Crusher and stuff, but that was like, you know, even that was kind of disregarded. So, yeah, I feel like that sh- would have been explained in her episode. So when that just came out of nowhere, we were all kind of like, huh? Yeah. I <laughs> thought, if anything, I thought it was more interesting than what it was entertaining. I know that sounds a really, yeah. really strange thing, but it was it was more interesting to see these other things. And I kind of watched it more out of curiosity. And the twi- the thing right at the end with Peggy Carter, I saw from a mile off. Oh, um, yeah. But I kind of wish that the reveal at the end was maybe, uh, oh, they're hiding something. And then you saw like Hydra Captain America, but he was like, he was like, you know, like on ice or whatever and inside yeah. like a tube or he was frozen or something. I thought that. I would reckon have been it's cool. still kind of going to be like that. I think it's going to be Steve Rogers in the Hydra Stomper, but. He's now an agent for Hydra, like the Winter Soldier, because he did take Bucky's role in those episode in that episode, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, I thought it. I thought. I, I, I thought, thought it was... was a really enjoyable series, though. Like yeah. there were some really good things in it. It just fell a little bit flat. Yeah, and I, I'd definitely watch a second season. Oh but yeah, I think it just it doesn't. And maybe because it's animation, maybe it just doesn't compare to like what we got in WandaVision and Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It is just more like you kind of watch it to stick in the loop. And I wouldn't be surprised if in like Multiverse of Madness or future films, you get references to maybe some of the stuff that's happening in What If. Well, um, that's what I thought. I thought like when these final two episodes were happening, I was like, oh shit, like Vision Ultron is like a big deal you know what i mean and it's impacting the multiverse i was like okay this could maybe bleed into um multiverse madness like we thought dr strange supreme like evil dr strange could have but then that all kind of got neatly tied up in a bow and now they're just probably gonna hide from the multiverse altogether like it felt like it had no stakes to anything in the end like i don't know it felt it felt like it it should have had an impact and be maybe referenced in Multiverse of Madness and stuff like that, but it's just definitely not going to. It would have been really cool if in the last couple of episodes you had a big Kang reference. Like, yeah. based on, because of what happened in Loki, it would have been cool if they started to like tie these little bits together. It mm-hmm. kind of feels more now like the Marvel stuff. It isn't doing that whole, like, oh, this is, a, this is related to this and this is related to this. It does feel like things are very much happening separately at the minute. And I think maybe that's what's hard to get used to because we came off the back of, like, you know, Civil War was everyone all together. Then you had all the Avengers films and then you had... You you know you had a uh, everything is kind of linked right like all the mm-hmm. TV shows we had one division was linked to stuff we'd already seen before and it just feels like maybe those those events should be crossing over into each each other thing it yeah it's possible like it's that we've it. just been spoiled you know what I mean mm, like well, it just felt Infinity just... War End Game One Division. Stuff like that were like massive and like they were so enjoyable and stuff like that that 
maybe some of the other things like pale in comparison. Like I think a lot of people weren't as big a fan of Falcon and the Winter Soldier because they had just watched One Division. One Division blew the tits off, mm. and then like Falcon and the Winter Soldier wasn't focusing in an area that they maybe cared about as much. So like it, they were kind of spoiled by the other stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. I think, like you said, maybe because it was an animated show and it felt like an obvious disconnect from the beginning that it it didn't feel as high stakes. I was still going into this like thoroughly planning to like enjoy every second of it. Yeah. Um maybe it was just a production thing because of COVID and everything happening like that. Um maybe that is what interfered with it a little bit and left it a little bit flat. It was still really good. Like I loved the animation style. I thought it was really good. I think the ideas that they came up with, except for maybe the party Thor one. Mm. Um I think that if anything, this is a learning like learning curve for them. They've done two anthology series now. They did Star Wars Visions and they did What If. Learn from the better episodes of that going forward. So yeah. what if season two do more episodes like uh, Black Panther, Star Lord, like the Zombies episode, um, like Doctor Strange Supreme? They'll probably see which ones people rated more, and they'll lean into more stuff like that. Yeah, like I still think the Doctor Strange episode is by far the best that we yeah, had easily, uh, and IMDb definitely reflects that. Apart from it's the What If Ultron one thing that's that's rated higher. The second highest one is the uh, the Doctor Strange one. Okay. I just felt that was that was just such a good episode. Like the, the yeah. it was cleverly done, the set pieces were really cool, the twists was really cool. Um I just think it was way, way better. I think it was mighty. It was nice having a break from um I think the reason these episodes that we're naming did so well was because they weren't just a, a film recapped with a different hero or something. Yeah, but they were emotional. Like, the Party yeah. Thor one was far, far from emotional, but the Doctor Strange one, literally, like like we said when we watched it, we it finished and we were like, whoa, that was like, that mm. was like an experience, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I felt similar to the end of that Doctor Strange episode, like how I did at the end of Infinity War. Like, yeah, like it, yeah. it was a sucker punch, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it, and it's like, oh, it's ended. You know, it's ended, and it's it's bad. It's a bad. It's a sad ending, and that that was that was awesome. But um, yeah, I think the characters were really cool. Some of the characters they've introduced, like like we said, Doctor Strange, Supreme. Um, I think all the zombies characters were pretty interesting because that was the big push when What If was coming out. That was the thing everyone <laughs> wanted to see. Do you um, not think that episode was totally wasted in these last two ones? It was literally just for Scarlet Witch to fall out of a portal yeah, for I, less than two seconds. I mean, I was half expecting when he said it's who it's who come with the zombies. I was really expecting zombie Thanos. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. Like, with, See, inf- with, infin- with to the somebody, Infinity Stones, that would have been really cool. I talked to somebody about this a couple of weeks ago, just before, it was just after Party Thor episode had come out, and they said to me, it was like, oh yeah, like the Watcher's definitely going to like pit um, Zombie Thanos against um, Ultron. And I was like, yes, that's the smartest idea I've ever yeah, seen, yeah, yeah. type thing. And then they just didn't. Also, continuity error as well. If the like this was its own contained continuity... When they brought Captain America zombie through the portal, he was in two pieces again. Just saying, he got cut in half in that episode. He, he uh, yeah. 
Depends when yeah. they brought him through, to be honest. Because he went, he went back to different parts, and he? he went back to different different times. I don't know. We yeah. don't know. He just opened a portal. To, well, uh, Doctor Strange was the one that opened the portal. I think we've kind of uh, wrapped that up a little bit now. Shall we? Uh, shall we go on to Venom before we drag this the, out? The, the Venom. <laughs> and again, we're just going to do full spoilers. So if you want to watch this and you've not seen it yet, ahead of Let There Be Carnage, then go check it out and then come back. Um, I think we need like a blanket rule for this podcast. If a film's more than like two years old, we're just going to talk spoilers from the off because yeah, true. it's that old now. It's like somebody saying, oh, but you spoiled the sixth sense for me. It's like that film came out in the 90s. Yeah. We all know that Bruce Willis is a ghost. Venom. Let's uh, let's delve in. So, yeah, we're, we're going to full spoilers. So, anyway, um, you rewatch this. Um, I've only actually... I have only actually watched this the once. I never watched it after the first time. So, how was it on your rewatch? I thought I thought we were rewatching it for the podcast. That's why I was in such a rush trying to figure out how to watch it. Um, it kind of cemented the better parts of the film for me. This um, on the rewatch because I enjoyed it the first time that we went to see it. I have a, a big issue with this film, um, but I enjoy like. 90% of this film mm-hmm. um, on the rewatch it kind of like silenced all the haters that I kind of heard online over the last few years and just reassured me of the stuff that I really liked on it like I like Venom's design I think his relationship with uh, Eddie Brock is really good I think Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock is really good um, so like the way that they did Venom's origin without including spider-man in there is like almost impossible to do because that's the whole point of venom Mm. but it works so well and it sets up his moralities as well like clearly like he's still eating guys but he has a clear morality like good guys are good guys and we will help those in need but also bad guys are bad guys and fuck bad guys you know what i mean that's what makes him such a good anti-hero that's what makes eddie brock for me the best version of venom Mm -hmm. uh so i just really enjoyed this film until sort of like that final fight so like the 15 minutes before like everything wraps up because we have a bit after the final fight yeah um it's mostly just like that final climax with like the sudden rocket launch that they can just launch at the touch of a button <laughs> like he was ready to go all the time type thing yeah and also riot looking just the same as venom only yeah a very dark gray which considering the fight happens at night you cannot tell them apart. That final fight was hard on the eyes, yeah, especially did, when they're swirling around each other. In regards to that, did you not feel that that final fight was over and done with very quick the second time round watching it? Yep, it was very quick, and it was just it was just nonsensical. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it was, so this guy can just make really sharp blades. Venom's been making all these sorts of shapes. Why can't he do the same thing? Why does that make him so much better than Venom? You know yeah. what I mean? And it's he was like, oh, you know, he's got access to tools and he's got access to this and that. And it's like, uh, yeah, but also you're pretty much the same thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're, yeah. You're it's not it's not like Carnage. You know what I mean? Carnage is very different to him. Yeah. Like, it just didn't make much sense. I did really like all the, like, like the first half of this film. We also don't get Venom until the halfway point of this film, yeah, which is kind did, of nutty. It did feel like a while to get Venom actually in the film as well like i i've there was a lot of eddie brock build up and i noticed that the second time round a lot more it noticed me i noticed it more because i had to pause it like to do something 
while I was watching it, and it was just before Venom came on screen for the first time. I was like, oh shit, we're literally at the halfway point. Mm. Um, it didn't bother me though because I thought Eddie Brock was set up so well, and like we had like all this stuff about the symbiotes happening and the Life Foundation testing them out and stuff like that. So that was interesting enough to keep the plot moving forward. Yeah, I thought um, the Eddie Brock stuff was really good. Like mm-hmm. I thought, I thought Tom Hardy is really good in this film. To be fair, yeah. like surprisingly, that he he. I mean, obviously, you got to keep reminding yourself this is Tom Hardy in technically a Marvel film, and yeah. I keep feeling that that's a little bit like I forgot that. I know it sounds really weird, <laughs> but I totally forgot that we got him, and he's one of those actors that when you know you're going to get him in a Marvel film, you would be like, oh shit! It's Stand like getting, it's, listen, like, yeah. it's like getting Pierce Brosnan in a comic book movie. It's like whoa! Uh, you mean like we are in Black Adam? Yeah, exactly, Destro- exactly. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same kind of thing, thing, isn't it? But I guess you yeah. remember Tom Hardy was also Bane as well, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah of course. So, I, See, that's what I forget more, because he was like shaved head behind the mask type thing. I, f- I forget that that's Tom Hardy until I start to think about it. Like That is just like the Bane from the um, Nolan trilogy. Like I forget that it's Tom Holland. Uh, Tom Holland. Fucking Tom Hardy behind it. Could yeah, you imagine yeah. Tom Holland as Bane? <laughs> <laughs> you think Dallas is your ally? <laughs> Why are we doing bad British accents when we are British? I know, we don't have to do anything. You just need to speak a little bit higher. Tom Holland. You're all right, guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, Yeah, I get the... I totally got the gripes with, like, Riot, and to me that didn't change my mind on it. Uh, Riz Ahmed was a lot better than what I thought he was the first time round, but only mm-hmm. as Riz... Only as um, Carlton Drake, or whatever his name yeah. was. Um, that was quite good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Venom I think Rizam is just sick. a good actor, so he could do that easily. Yeah, and I enjoyed the whole, like, the whole getting, like, the whole Venom stuff at the beginning, like, when you watch, like, when he goes into the MRI and it's straight away, it starts going crazy on him. Like, yeah. immediately, it's really good. Like, some of the, the stuff visuals are great in this, like, genuinely, until that last fight, like we said. <laughs> yeah, well, but- Venom, Venom on his own looks awesome. Like, it's just yeah. when you put him with another Venom, and it's like, that's when it just starts to get a little bit, like, oh, a little bit weird. Um, but, I mean, I'm kind of hoping that the reception for Let There Be Carnage has been really good. Mm-hmm. So, quite intrigued to see if CGI, like, two Venoms versus each other being a big CGI mess is actually better in the second one than what it is the first I mean, first it one. looks like the light in it a lot better, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it looks like... It, uh, Carnage has a distinct look to him in this, you know what I mean? So it should be a lot better. Yeah, I it mean... It looks better. Who who directed this? It was Ruben... Ruben Fleisch, Fleischer? And what's he done before? Because let's compare this to, like, obviously you've got... You've got uh, Andy Serkis doing, doing the second one. Um, this guy has also... Oh, he was also an executive producer on Let There Be Carnage. Uh, but what did he do before? He did a film called Masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> what else has he done? Well, uh, yep, deeping into the good stuff there. So. Yeah, he, he did uh, Zombieland Double Tap. He did Zombieland... Uh, yeah, you can you, you get that feeling, to be honest with you. You get that whole Zombieland humour in there. Um I think obviously with Andy Circus carrying the second one and he's got you know, he's like a comic book nerd. 
icon. Like a lot of the people that are into this sort of thing have a lot of respect for Andy Serkis. And I think in yeah. return, I think Andy Serkis has got a lot of respect for the source material and a lot of respect for the characters. I think so. the benefit as well is that Andy Serkis works in CGI. Like more than he is an actor now, he is a CGI producer. Like he's a director of photography on CGI projects. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And yeah. He, he's, he's hands-on from everywhere, from the conceptual stage of it all the way through to the final production. Mm. So he's going to understand it. Like like we said, Venom already looked good. So if they take the template of that already looking good and then just add in like the better CGI, the best, uh, better motion tracking. Mm. Uh, that was one thing I thought at times, sometimes Venom was a little bit... It was mostly in that final fight. They seemed kind of weightless, yeah. which Venom is a big hulking dude. You know what I mean? Um yeah, this know. is only so, Andy Serkis' fifth directorial debut, you know. It, it is, but he has been, he's had his studio work on a lot more stuff, like not so much as a director of the final film himself. Mm. He was also one of the directors for the second two Hobbit movies, you know what I mean? So he, yeah. like, he's done plenty of stuff. Like, we know those films weren't great, but that wasn't his fault. <laughs> um, no. Like,. He he knows what he's doing. Like you just look at his work on the Planet of the Apes films, which I say are really really good films. All three of the new ones, mm-hmm. um, and the CGI on them is shit hot. Like they they are real life monkeys on screen to me. You know what I mean? So yeah. So I, I reckon it's gonna look a lot better. Script. It's a concise ninety minute movie. No bloated runtime or anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm holding out hope. Also, can we talk about that chase scene in Venom? Because that is like I forgot how good it was. That shit slaps. Oh, and he's yeah, on the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good because it's a it's a it's a dead fast paced way of like getting um like introducing Venom and Eddie Brock's relationship as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And then, and then leading into the the foyer fight as well which is where we see like the dark comic book side of venom yeah. like so obviously we've finally got him in his venom form mm-hmm. and he is big and hulking and everything like it it's so much better at that point did you not it's find only got the... 6.7 on imdb did you not find that like the whole head biting off thing was really underplayed by everyone around it when it happened <laughs> like the fact he <laughs> yeah. bites that person's head off right at the end in the uh, in the store and it's just like are you feeling okay? It's like, no, there's no horror there. He must just literally consume it and it's gone and there's no blood or anything. <laughs> yeah, like, they were definitely still playing around that PG-13 rating, weren't they? But he's only um, a, a symbiote wrapped around Eddie Brock, really, so where does all that stuff go? <laughs> yeah, like, would would Eddie Brock not technically be eating that, technically, uh, ingesting be- it? Would he be on it's the not toilet like... for a bit afterwards? Who knows? <laughs> Trying to squeeze out a whole skull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not like it's not like Carnage because Carnage is like different on like a cellular level. Yeah. So like, also, I was I was listening to an interview with Donny Cates, who has just been writing. He just wrote Venom, and now he's on Thor at the moment. I think his run on Thor is just ending now. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely incredible comic book writer. I noticed a lot of his influences in this, and he actually made it canon so that, you know, like Venom is normally seen in the comic books with like this green ooze and stuff coming out of his mouth. Mm. That is apparently whenever he ingests sort of a foreign body, like when he gets shot and stuff, he like breaks it down with acid or something and it comes out as this 
green goo. So oh, okay. that's probably all the drool was that guy's brains coming out or something. Oh, so Eddie doesn't nice. have to consume it. Just some deep comic book lore for you there. Deep but, yeah. comic book lore. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll be chatting about Venom, like there be carnage before you know it. Um, for now, though, that's left us off for another week. So um, yeah, that was a bit of fun, wasn't it? Uh, dipping and diving into an old film. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Um, yeah, make sure you check us out Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at GetRealPod, and you can drop us an email at GetRealPodUK at gmail.com. Chris, how can people support the podcast? The best way to support the podcast is to leave us a rate and review wherever you listen to us, whether that be Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, I've said iTunes, Google Play Store, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever it is, leave us a rate and review on there. Or if you want to head over to Podchaser, if you leave us a rate and review on there, it'll syndicate it like a symbiote. It'll merge with all the other podcast distributors and send it out there. Uh, But also, the best way you can do it is to share our socials out there to whoever you can, share our podcast to whoever you can whenever you see something, post something on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, anything like that. Just share it out to your feed as well, get more eyes on us. And also, don't forget to check out our sister podcast, Get Real Gaming. They release episodes every Wednesday. Uh, Don't know what they'll be talking about this week. Probably last week was Tokyo Game Show, so... Who knows what they're talking about this week, but I assure you it'll be a good episode. So thank you for listening. Yeah, cool. Right. And we will catch you next week when we find time to die, finally. <laughs> finally. So we, we've had it on our calendars for two years now. Don't forget, die. You just keep hitting snooze on that die button. <laughs> the big, big capital event on my calendar just saying die here. <laughs> That's a strange Final Destination movie plot if I've ever seen one. (laughs) Ooh, maybe we should watch Final Destination for Halloween. Nope. Podcast ends. (laughs)